0: Hello, and welcome to Never Seen It, a podcast where we watch movies that we've never seen, and then we talk about them. I'm Betsy, and I'm here with my husband, Trent. That's me. So we are going to take a small detour from the Fast and Furious series, because we've got a few weeks yet before the latest one comes out. So instead of having a pause later, we're going to split the difference. We finished half of the series. And instead we're going to watch some, let's call them spiritual thematic.
1: Yeah, they're related but yeah. not really.
0: No, so kind of move some movies that are in the same spirit yeah. as what we are watching yeah. here.
1: So we have chosen a few movies here to start off with, and today we're gonna watch a movie I have never seen. Uh, Ocean's Eleven.
0: From 2001. So not the original one, but the remake. So Trent, how has it come to pass that you have not seen Ocean's Eleven?
1: You know, I'm not sure. Um, I'm not really much for... 2001 was a time I wasn't really watching any kind of movies. Okay. I was in high school. Um, You know, my friends and I, when we went to see movies, they were things that they were into, not necessarily me. Like... That's how I watched The Lord of the Rings. Okay. My best friend wanted to see The Lord of the Rings and wanted to have a buddy. So she said, you know, well, I've read these books and I hear this is actually going to be okay. So you want to come with me? I had no idea what Lord of the Rings was. Mm-hmm. Didn't even, I, I've heard of The Hobbit, yep. but I didn't know that they were related in in the least bit. So I went to see The Fellowship of the Ring in 2001. That might have been one of the only movies I saw that year.
0: And that was the end of the in year. the theater. Yeah, yeah.
1: I wasn't really much for going to movies. Right. Um. Back in high school. So and this is
0: well before the Netflix, Hulu, Amazon oh, yeah. era. You couldn't just put movies on. No. And I'm sure this is one that was always on. You know, HBO or. Yeah, this is you know, this cable. is an easy
1: one to like clean up for. You know, a movie to put on TNT. Right. If you had basic cable, so. Um. But yeah, I I've got nothing against any of the people in it. I I like George Clooney as an actor very much. So, um, Julia Roberts, nah, not not so much. You you're sort of indifferent. Yeah.
0: Well, what do you Matt Damon? Yeah, Matt what Damon's do you know about this? Brad
1: Pitt's in it. Uh, it is a heist movie. Ken. It, going with the movie we just watched, Fast Ken? Five. It is a heist movie, and to my knowledge, it is a casino robbery. Ken. Um where I think Frank, Frank Ocean, not, yeah, Frank Fra- Ocean. Frank Ocean. <laughs> I made that joke. I made that joke yesterday. Now it's actually coming out of my mouth. Um, no, the dude, I don't know the first name, but uh, Mr. Ocean, George Mr. Clooney. Mr. Ocean. <laughs> George Clooney. Clooney. <laughs> George Clooney. Uh, I think he maybe is like an old time, uh, robber, bank robber type of a dude, scam artist, old school guy, and like he's gonna pull one more job.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Again, TM trademark.
0: TM one one last job. One
1: last job. Um, uh, and he's gonna bring probably some people that he knows and that has pulled that have pulled jobs for him in the past. Um, you know, you're gonna get your tech guy, you're gonna get your wheel man, you're gonna get your hot lady, and. Yeah, it's kind of a formula that movies have been copying ever since.
0: Right. Well, and I I picked this one simply because we did just watch Fast Five. Yeah, and, and we have been
1: yeah we've been mentioning this this movie quite a bit.
0: Yep. And as I mentioned in that episode, there's there is a lot of comparison. So I think you'll you'll understand when we watch this yeah. what I mean. Um, yeah. So there you go. And you kind of mentioned a couple of the stars. So George Clooney is yeah. in it. Julia Roberts. Uh, we were talking about this yesterday, and I told you Casey Affleck was in this. Which I had you no idea know. Casey
1: Affleck was in this. Um,
0: uh, Bernie Mac... Is also in this. Okay,
1: I like Burning Back.
0: Yep, Carl Reiner, I mentioned to you. Yep, um, and they all have their part to play, um, as any good team does. Yeah. Uh, but again, very this much is, an
1: ensemble.
0: This is that same time frame. This is like a couple of years before the Italian Job got made, so there yep. were kind of a lot of these cool movies, as yeah. it were, like very styled, um, big name actors, and they've got them packed in here. And of course, as they progress. This series didn't do it as much as like Fast and Furious has, where they keep adding stars. They did yeah. it to a much much smaller extent, um, and I haven't seen the remake with Ocean's Eight, yeah, um, with, with Sandra Bullock ladies. and Kate Blanchett and all of those folks. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe we'll get around to watching that one eh, day. We'll see. Um, my understanding is it's fairly different from this film that we're about to watch, but. I like this movie. I think you're gonna like this movie. And,
1: and hey, maybe if, if maybe if I really like it, and we decide we want to watch the rest of the two, three.
0: There's two more with this group, so okay. it's Oceans okay. Twelve and Oceans Thirteen. Okay. Um, Which I've only seen the the sequels a couple of times. This one I've seen many times. Yeah. And I guarantee there's going to be some stuff in here that I've forgotten because it's been a few years. It's yeah. been a minute since I've watched this. Mm-hmm. Um, but I've seen it many times. So, hmm. All right. Well, there you go. So, so
1: Ocean's Eleven. We're going to go Eleven. watch uh, Ocean's Eleven, the 11th Ocean movie with Frank Ocean.
0: It's not Frank Ocean. <laughs> that dude was probably a child when this came out.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I say probably.
0: So there you go. So we're going to go watch Oceans 11, and we will be right back. And we are back. Alright, so we just finished watching the movie. Trent, what did you think of Ocean's Eleven? I was alright. I was alright.
1: Yeah. Uh, kind of what I was expecting. It's one of these movies that's been in the lexicon forever. Right. Uh, it was 20 really, years. It was really pop. Jeez, 20 years. Uh, it was really popular at the time. So mm-hmm. I kind of knew what was going to happen. Right. And I knew there was going to be some kind of a twist. Um, but I can also see how this was a very novel thing in 2001. Right. Like, there weren't a lot of movies like this There really weren't.
0: There really weren't. And this is, like, some star power. When this movie came out, think about contextually what was going on with all of these actors. George Clooney is fresh off of VR. He might have still even been on it at that time, for all I know. Okay. Julia Roberts just won an Oscar. Brad Pitt is a huge star. Um... Who else have we got in there? Matt Damon. Matt Damon had just won an Oscar a couple years prior and was a star on the rise. Uh, Yeah, there's a lot of
1: big names. And Casey Affleck.
0: And Casey Affleck. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so this was one of those movies where... A lot of these people, this was the first time I was seeing them, but to watch it now, it's like, wow, there's a lot of people in this movie. Yeah. <laughs> um, even like Carl Reiner, you know, Carl Reiner had been a thing for 40 years at this point, yeah. but I didn't know who Carl Reiner was. Right. You know, anybody older than me probably paying attention would have known, but I was like, who's you, this guy? You
1: might know Rob Reiner and that's sure. about it.
0: Well, and even him, I was kind of n- new to that name. Yeah. In 2001, when we were, you know, in high school.
1: What would Rob Reiner have put out besides The Princess Bride?
0: I think the only thing I would have seen him in as an actor... As an actor, was I have no Sleepless idea. in Seattle. Okay. Yeah, and I think that was really all I knew about him at the time, so I certainly didn't know about Carl Reiner until much later. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, for 2001, this was a big deal to get all these people in a movie together. I suppose. I, mean, I, I
1: guess... I don't know. Ensemble casts weren't really a thing.
0: It doesn't happen a lot yeah. where you get quite this many. Yeah. It's usually like two big names and then a bunch of nobodies. Mm-hmm.
1: Which hey, there were a good number of nobodies in this as well
0: at the time, sure. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe so not. So who the much hell now.
1: knew who Casey Affleck is and, and James Khan's son? I Scott. even know his first name. Scott Khan. Scott Khan. Yes. Um, they were good together. That, that was, I did laugh during this movie a lot more than what I figured I would.
0: Mm-hmm. It was pretty funny. Um, but do you see now having watched this movie, okay. why I kept thinking about it while we were watching yeah. past five?
1: Well, especially them having the vault. A copy of The Vault.
0: Right. Um, So you've got a copy of The Vault. Back at
1: base, yeah.
0: Yep, you've got the two idiots who are just running around shit-talking each other the whole movie. Yeah. Um, You've got the guy who's kind of cool and just eats all the time.
1: Brad Pitt. Good (laughs) God. Every other scene, he is eating something.
0: You know, and that's not just this movie. That's like a Brad Pitt thing. It is.
1: We, We mentioned this before. Brad Pitt is famous for just eating food during his movies my favorite no matter what
0: my favorite one in this movie is when he's got a shrimp cocktail yeah just in holding, a glass
1: holding a shrimp cocktail talking to matt dane and he's
0: it, but it's not just a cocktail he's got it's a glass thing. he has a glass cup yeah he has a napkin like over yeah, his a arm a cocktail napkin a cloth <laughs> napkin like a waiter would carry and he's eating cocktail shrimp in the lobby of a hotel it's so specific and you know like he's eating nachos and he's eating chips and he's eating
1: a burger a
0: burger and ice cream
1: yeah
0: <laughs> but yeah i just you know the the putting the team together everybody's got their specialty yeah. the montage of where they all are and bringing them together like mm-hmm. when i say fast five is drawing from a lot of heist movies yeah this is the perfect example to and we show and you we that. said it
1: before Uh, talking about Armageddon. Yep. Bruce Willis getting his team together. Yep. And that's exactly how they depict it. Exactly. This is where all of his guys are. We need to gather them up around the country and bring him in for this job. There you go. I guess that's just filmmaking, I guess. (laughs) Everybody copies from everybody it's, else. It's, it's just what it is. kind of
0: a trope. Like if we were to just go and yeah. watch a bunch of movies like this, it's the same thing. Same thing in The Italian Job, which we brought up. It's, yep. you know, finding the people you need and going where they are yeah. and showing that. Yeah.
1: And do it in your way. Do yeah. it in a way that is unique.
0: And the, the which... way that we're seeing this one is Steven Soderbergh. Yeah. Yep. Steven Soderbergh... Um, Again, this was his time, like early 2000s. He yeah. made a ton of big movies. Yep. He made this one. He made, uh, oh, I just had it. I just had it. He just. Damn it. He just. Traffic. Did, he yeah. did traffic he like the year did before one this. He that
1: we saw, didn't he? Didn't Soderbergh just did do something done? that we saw? Oh, he produced the Oscars.
0: Oh, there you go. That's yeah. it. Yeah. So, yeah, Steven Soderbergh at this time was really hot you know, really busy director in yeah. the late 90s and early 2000s. Um, and then uh, just most recently... Aaron
1: Brockovich was him.
0: There you go, see? Just most recently, he did the Oscars, which we had lots of thoughts about yeah. how that was executed. Right. You know, where where there's like a twist, and it works in Ocean's Eleven. It was very annoying in the Oscars.
1: <laughs> yeah, um,
0: But he does have a style, and the thing I always notice about Steven Soderbergh is the warm yellow light. Uh,
1: That's one one of the few things that I actually wrote down, was that, yeah, everything has like an orange-yellow tint
0: to it. Yeah, every movie he makes is like that. There's always some part of it that has that kind of warm Hmm. yellow light. Okay. It is very much a Steven Soderbergh signature. I also think of the desert a lot, and I don't know why. Because he did this one, he did Aaron Brockovich, which is kind of That's in that kind part of outside. Country. Yeah, um, it's in the
1: southwest. Traffic
0: yeah. is you know, drug trafficking in Mexico. Yeah. yeah. So if I went through this, there's probably something to that. But I do I do always think of that when I think of Steven Soderbergh.
1: Okay. I can't really identify a Soderbergh joint. Uh, just by looking at it, I don't really, it's not a dude i followed over the years because I've never seen Aaron Brock, I've never seen, was it Sex, Lies, and Videotape?
0: Oh, that's um, going way back. Yeah. That's, that's like that, his first
1: that one. That
0: was 89. Uh, Holy cow. That's yeah. even though, old, that's Y'all, older than I thought it was. Yeah,
1: He also did um, Behind the Candelabra, which okay. I think you saw.
0: Yeah. And that was a few, like maybe 10 years after this one. And again, Matt Damon yeah. was in right, that. Right, right.
1: Uh, directors these days, they like to, to work with those actors. They like to work with the actors that they want to work with. Well, I mean, I think Br- Brockovich was Julia Roberts. So. I think
0: it's always been like that. Directors find those actors that they work really well with and they make movies over and over and over again. Yeah. Um, that's happening right now with Leonardo DiCaprio and Martin Scorsese. How yeah. many movies have they already made? How many more do they have coming? Yeah. Um, back in the day, Cary Grant made a bunch of movies with Alfred Hitchcock. Sure. You know, it's a thing that happens. Who's the dude Julia that Roberts and Steven Soderbergh have made a bunch of movies. Didn't they make the Me- was the Mexican him?
1: I I, I don't, I don't know, but
0: one. they made Aaron Brockovich as you said, they made yeah. this one.
1: Who's the guy who's doing all those movies with uh, Jennifer Lawrence?
0: Oh, um I know who you're talking about. Yeah. Silver Linings Playbook.
1: Yeah, those those movies.
0: Oh, it's on the tip of my <laughs> tongue.
1: David O Russell
0: so yes jennifer lawrence and david o russell i think it's just a thing where they find they work really well together their styles complement each other yeah. and they just make lots of movies together if yeah. time and schedule allows yep But beginning back to this movie oceans 11. um you can really tell the time this was made because they say where is russ where is rusty and they say, oh, he's teaching all these young Hollywood kids oh, yeah. to play poker. And it is like a who's who of like famous Young-ish. young Hollywood yeah. in 2001. You had Topher Grace. Uh-huh. You had Joshua Jackson. Yep. I looked up the other guy whose face I knew and I couldn't remember. He was on 7th Heaven, which is that show mm. Jessica Beale got her start on. Like yep. I knew his face and I could not And I knew the, it the
1: woman who you didn't recognize. a Holly Marie Combs from yep. Charmed. Right. I watched Charm. And
0: guys. of course, lest we forget, Shane West. Yes. These are all, like in 2001, you definitely knew who every single one of these people are. Yeah. But we are just enough removed, and these people are definitely not so famous anymore.
1: <laughs> yeah. I mean, the, the person I, the, the, the first person that, that is shown is Topher Grace. Yeah. And I said, what the hell is Topher Grace doing in this? But mid that 70s as, show. And as, as the scene plays out, there's Joshua Jackson there, and there's these all all these other people, and they're going by. Oh, these guys are actually playing themselves. Brad Pitt is there to teach them how to play poker. Right. That's fucking funny. Yeah.
0: <laughs> and now, of course, you know Topher Grace, you still see him in things. Joshua yeah. Jackson still shows up in things. When was the I've last time you Joshua saw? I have seen Joshua
1: Jackson in anything.
0: Well, maybe Since not recently. When? I mean, he was on Fringe. That show was pretty big for a while. It's been a few uh, years. I suppose, but yeah.
1: He he was on that Fox show, Fringe. Is, yeah.
0: is he in the new du- Mighty Ducks movie? Oh, God. I bet he is. It's
1: not a movie. It's a show.
0: Is it a it's show? It's a show. Point being, he's yeah. probably involved. <laughs> yeah. But, oh, yeah. Man. At I least he just,
1: should. He should take the payday.
0: I think it, it's always funny to look at... When they say the hot new celebrity uh-huh. of that moment uh-huh. to go back and watch it. It's like, oh man, Shane West. Remember Shane <laughs> West? He was going to be a thing. A Walk to Remember with Shane West and Mandy Moore. Yeah. And now we're where is Shane West. He's probably still acting, but not the same thing. 2000s throbs. <laughs>
1: <laughs> God. I haven't thought about Shane West since I probably saw A Walk to Remember. Probably. Um, I
0: guess we just have to watch A Walk to Remember so, again.
1: No, no, we don't have to do that. No. <laughs> so, so let's talk about some of the other guys in the crew. Yes. So we got Elliot Gould.
0: Elliot Gould. Oh my
1: God, did I love his getup. Uh, when he When he appears. is introduced. Yes. Yeah,
0: shirtless by the pool. <laughs> ensconced in jewels. Yep. In gold. Uh-huh. <laughs> Giant sunglasses, rings, watches, and matching pattern of robe and shorts. Yeah. Swim trunks.
1: I want to retire like that guy.
0: (laughs) You want to be that guy when you get old? Yes. Maybe you can make a whole lot of money first.
1: (laughs) Right. So I I was trying to put together why the hell was he in this? What was his role in the entire thing? But by the end, I got it.
0: Yeah. He's the bankroll.
1: He paid for all this stuff, and he's getting in this for revenge against Terry Benedict. And he said, oh, yeah, that guy, he's, he's, he, he muscled me out of the casino business because apparently he has a lot of money and he was going to be able to, if he's got the means to buy a casino, yes, he is rich as hell.
0: To bully someone out of a casino, right. not just to buy a casino. Yeah. To force somebody's hand and get them out. Yeah. Which, you know, you could be a lot more upset about it because you had to be bought out. Like, he had to pay you for that building, for that property. Mm -hmm. You got handsomely paid but it's a pride thing and that's why he's like and now he's gonna blow it up and put some monstrosity in right, which right. was interesting to see which which hotel was that that they I fake don't know. blew up
1: i don't know
0: i have to talk to my sister she spent many years in vegas i'm sure she knows that landscape very well Yeah. <laughs> but yeah that was another thing you know this is 2001 this was kind of when Vegas was reinventing its image. Sure.
1: That you was know? when the, what happens in Vegas yeah. slogan came out
0: and they tried to make and, it more family friendly yep, yep. and they were having things like it's a destination for your family. Yeah. And I think this movie probably really helped it because think back. So you told me your parents went to Vegas. When was that?
1: This was probably 95.
0: And why did you not go?
1: because that was my parents thing
0: or i thought i thought you said it was because vegas was not a place for children i honestly
1: don't know the reason why i didn't go but yeah they wanted to have a weekend in vegas i guess yeah i got stuck with my aunt and uncle Mm -hmm. while they went out to vegas
0: right which when I time, was a child at the time, you wouldn't have cared anyway, but no. now the whole point is you bring your whole family. <laughs> there's something for everybody. Yeah.
1: And in I, 2001, I got a friend. Who, I got a friend who goes out there probably twice a year with his entire family. Yeah. So, and um,
0: in, in 2001, that was the start of it. So I feel like this did them a solid in getting people excited about Las Vegas. Yeah.
1: Tell you a story. Uh, when my folks said they were gonna to go to Vegas, in my child mind, I thought, "Oh, I anything that I can think of, they have it in Vegas. Vegas is this magical place <laughs> where they have the concept of a casino was more akin to like an arcade center yep. that have like prizes and like the claw machines and." All this other stuff that I could think of in my little child brain. What I... So, give you the... (laughs) Give you the... The the mind state I had. I asked my parents... If they came across a claw machine... I want them to win me a copy of Super Mario Bros. 3. (laughs) (laughs)
0: <laughs> so specific.
1: Yes. I'm not even kidding about arcade. that. That That's what I thought Vegas was. They, they had all the little things that a little child brain can think of as prizes yep. that you win. Because, <laughs> you know. <laughs> I don't think I've ever told you that.
0: Adults. Love nothing more than Super Mario 3.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and of course they're gonna put it into a claw machine game yeah. that you just win by okay. putting in a dollar.
0: But the real thing is, did they bring it bring it to you? No. Why didn't they just go buy it? They brought
1: you? me one of those t-shirts that says, My parents went to Vegas and all I got was this lousy t-shirt. <laughs> I got one of those.
0: Oh man. Yeah, I've we've we've done Vegas. It's not we a did. place for us cuz we don't like to spend money and party. <laughs> well, we don't
1: like to gamble, we don't like to drink. It's nah. it's just not our scene. It's a people we watching. Went, thing. We went to people watch. Uh-huh. The one event that we went to was to see Penn and Teller, which yep. was great. Yep. Uh but but yeah, I think we spent maybe $20 at
0: at the slots, the or, slots something. or something.
1: We didn't sit down and play any table games or anything no. like that. I didn't want to embarrass myself. Oh no. I like playing cards, but that's too high pressure for me.
0: Yeah, watching other people play, like I think we sat and watched someone play yeah. bl- uh not blackjack, what Probably are you a roulette. Texas Hold'em or something. I think we were like watching that. him play roulette.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And there was some a dude few, there was a few things.
0: There was some dude just throwing probably ten grand on the table every yeah. hand. But he won back all of that money and then some and sure. he did it again and again and that was just stressing me out it yeah. was thrilling to watch somebody else win right but terrifying if you're doing it for yourself oh, God. and i am not that kind of person i don't get
1: that kind of thrill out of putting no. money on the line no <laughs> especially not huge sums of money right but like the yeah. movie
0: they're, they're talking about having 160 million dollars yeah in this hotel in the three hotels um because it's fight night and it's the weekend. Mm-hmm. It's always fight night in Vegas in movies.
1: You know, there's another little movie uh similar to this called Snake Eyes that also takes place at a casino. Uh and and there's it, it's not a heist movie, no. but it is a distraction happening during a fight.
0: Of course that's at Atlantic City. That's in fi-
1: Atlantic City, but hey, same difference. Yep. Yep. Uh but hey, if you haven't seen Snake Eyes, it's 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 good. It's good. Mm-hmm. You can't tell me it's not good. <laughs> it's Nick Cage being the most Nick Cage I've seen him.
0: It's not the most Nick Cage he's ever been. But not ever
1: been, but up to that point. He's
0: definitely mid-90s Nick Cage.
1: <laughs> yeah, he is playing it up like crazy. and yeah, Is that I,
0: Brian De Palma? Yes. Yeah. Yes, De Palma. So dark. It's a little bit dark. He, it is. He kind of makes dark movies. Yeah,
1: it, it it does not have a happy ending, I'll say that no Um, vegas
0: is an interesting setting for movies and there's a lot of them because you know it has this reputation as being a fun city for debauchery they show kind of all of the elements of it here you know you got people eating gambling they're at the boxing match they're at the strip club you know, kind yeah, of all the things you find in Vegas. Yeah. But then they, they throw They don't in, show everything. No, they didn't... They really... This is pretty squeaky clean compared... Like, they hint at it. Oh, this
1: is the, the most PG-13. Yeah. Like, you could have even cut out a couple of things and made this PG.
0: Oh, easily. This yeah, is one easy. that that is on TV a lot because yep. it doesn't take much editing. Yeah. Any movie like that is like, put it on cable, let's go! Right. <laughs> we only had to change three lines. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I only wrote down a few things because again this is kind of it, it was kind of a predictable movie. I I knew a lot about it right. so going in. Um, Andy Garcia is not a fan of PDA. No. <laughs> when they're in the room and there's a there's a camera in the room and Julia Roberts goes to kiss him and he like no 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 there's look look up there's a camera right, right. there people watching us
0: well actually who the fuck cares
1: now that kiss kiss your wife or girlfriend or whatever
0: now that i'm thinking about it they don't kiss the entire movie no
1: like he puts his arm he puts his arm around her at the fight yep that is the most and like i I guess he kisses
0: her hand or something yeah he's
1: like holding her hand or something at or like rubbing her hand kind of creepily at the table
0: (laughs) yeah he he treats her as an object
1: Totally, totally. The whole
0: movie. He's just like, she is this pretty girl. Yeah. And, you know, She again, doesn't
1: have a cell phone. Julia See, she,
0: Roberts in her prime.
1: Yeah. Uh, she doesn't have a cell phone. Uh, so she, like, even in 2001, I had a cell phone. Right. Wait. No, you didn't. No. I didn't get a cell phone to, until 03. I was, okay. a sen- I was a senior in high school.
0: But yeah, that was one of those moments that I was like, oh, cell phones in the 90s oh, yeah, and those, 2000s. Those flip
1: phones were Chunky
0: were great. flip phones. Yeah. <laughs> Um Yeah, I, I, he treats her as property. Yeah. Uh
1: I did say this compared to a lot of the other heist movies I've seen uh that came out after this. Yeah. I felt like I didn't know what was going on a lot more in this one? In this one than all the other ones I've seen.
0: Do you think it's because it's intentional? No. Because there's definitely multiple things happening in this movie. Yeah. And you never really seem to understand, like, you're not supposed to really understand what was intentional and what's an accident. Because there's nothing that's actually accidental in this movie. Yeah.
1: Everything goes as planned.
0: Yeah. Even when it looks like it's not. Yeah. Like, you think, oh, Saul is having an attack and he's dying. Oh, my God. Because they keep showing him he's got uh-huh. ulcers. And uh-huh. they said at the beginning he's got ulcers and he's old and he's kind of slow. And they keep saying, are you okay, Saul? Are you going to yeah. be okay? Yeah. Yeah. And then he has an attack, but then it's like, oh, Brad pits the doctor, of so this is all phony. In a great wig. <laughs> Terrible wig. wig. is so it's great. It's so bad. <laughs> <laughs> uh. And then, of course, you know, Scott Kahn and Casey Affleck are just everywhere. They're the bodyguards, the yeah, balloon delivery men, yeah, the yeah. room service, the floor security, the SWAT team. <laughs> like and the driver of the remote the van. The drivers. Yeah, they don't. Nobody notices it's the same two guys with yeah. little alteration. They don't wear fake mustaches, they nope. don't wear glasses, nope. they don't wear They a just put hat. on different uniforms. <laughs> they put on a different coat. Yeah. Just goes to show you how many people there are in that casino and how little anyone cares.
1: I had this other thought d- during the the last part of the movie. You know, these guys have been hanging out just lingering, not gambling, not I mean, Brad Pitt's eating, yep. but they're not really participating in the casino process. No. They're not doing anything other than lurking around and, and looking at shit.
0: Following people around. Right.
1: How does security not see that yeah. and the do something guy. about it? Or at least approach them to say, hey, do you know what you're doing here?
0: Right. I've seen the same guy following the casino owner around the hotel every day for three days all day. Yeah.
1: They're not going to let that just pass by. They're going to say something.
0: No, like that moment where um, the guy, the tech guy leaves his phone and he's acting all weird. Cause he's a nervous little wreck of a man. And the security guard kind of stops and he's like, well, that was weird. Yeah. And so he searches it. And then you think he's about to get busted and he just hands him his, his little TV screen back and yeah. he says, Oh, here you go. Is like
1: a good, good reception? Great.
0: That's the Great closest reception. he gets.
1: Yeah.
0: Anybody in a position of authority like that sure. to stopping them.
1: Yeah. If they would have seen the little device they put on the, on the camera lines, yeah. Then, yeah.
0: But yeah, when, um, uh, Terry, you you kind of deserve to be robbed because your security staff is terrible. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah. I'll, I I would agree with you. You
0: have that. dozens and dozens of armed guards, and none of them noticed that. Yeah.
1: The last thing I said was, "Hey, the very short amount of time that they cut the power." Yep. The chaos. that 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 caused was great. Just, I don't think that I would have predicted that the power going out for like, what, 5, 10 seconds?
0: It was 30 seconds, they said. 30 seconds, So that thing will blow out power for 30 seconds.
1: Okay. So 30 seconds goes by, you know, there... I guess they don't have any kind of backup power, even for lights in the casino. Yep. How is that possible?
0: No generators or anything? Nothing. Yeah. No
1: backup batteries of any kind. But.
0: Or they all do, but that's how long it takes them to kick in.
1: Sure. But that being said, just the chaos that... Think about it. You're sitting at a table with thousands and thousands of dollars worth of chips and right in front of you, and the power goes out, and they... Can't see what you do, and it's dark. There's no
0: windows in those ho- no, in those casinos. No,
1: the, by design, you don't have windows in there. Yeah, that's why people. What are you can... gonna do? You're not. You're not gonna take the thousands of dollars in front of you and run.
0: Right. And how would they possibly know?
1: They can't.
0: Yeah. But of course, they all wait until the lights come up, and it's just people crawling on the tables still, and throwing. Still, things it's just chaos. And I, I,
1: I love that security.
0: It's like we've got something happening at tables three, five, seven, yeah. twelve.
1: <laughs> right. Yeah. How how do you catch everybody who's doing some right. stuff?
0: And it would be so. one thing at one casino, but this is the entire city of Las Vegas, where there are dozens of casinos. Yes. Yeah, that would be mayhem. Yeah. And they they showed, like, the fight stops, too. And these are two, like, dudes that have been getting all jacked to fight each other right.
1: for weeks. Which I can't really... The only explanation that I can think of that of why all hell breaks loose is that maybe one of them thinks that the other one caused this to happen during the fight and they're pissed off.
0: I think it's just two bros who have been ready for weeks to fight each other, having a lot of ego and just men being men Eh. and they just kind of lose it. Eh. And they're just like, "Ah, what's everybody else. It's, It's
1: the training staff and whatnot that get inside.
0: Yeah. Yeah, they kind of call up the whole thing. That's actually pretty great because you know those two probably... I don't recognize those guys. I don't think oh, they're no. real fighters. No. Um, it's not relevant to the plot in any way, so it no. doesn't matter who they are. But you literally could have had just two bros because they didn't throw a single punch. The The fight is not relevant to the plot. No, it's, it's just, just something the thing happening. It's
1: something happening in the casino that he could... That- the owner would, would right. be at.
0: Okay. It's relevant in the sense that there's more people here because of the fight.
1: And Ilya Gould was also there. Right. Which I don't really know why he's even there in the first place, except just to observe what's going on. Cause he showed up at the fight. Yep. He showed up in the car at the airport Yep. where they're, uh, they're controlling the van remotely. Mm-hmm. And he shows up at the Bellagio fountain.
0: I think he's there for two reasons. Uh, one, he is with Terry Benedict a few times throughout the movie. He's there when they blow up the building. It's like a PR thing. Sure, He wants to demonstrate no hard feelings. Sure. Uh,
1: That 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 I understand. Anytime
0: he's being photographed, he's behind him looking all supportive. Yeah, Um, And then anywhere else, I think it's protecting his investment.
1: Yeah. Just seeing what's going on, I guess. Yeah. What else has he got to do besides hang out by his pool?
0: Exactly. (laughs) He's also got to make his getaway at some point here. That's true. so yeah just making sure that like he casey affleck's an idiot in this those dudes are (laughs) idiots they just he's like i just want to try something quick and he's just fucking around with the van and he's like would you stop and just get on with it push the damn button someone needs to be the adult in this room because you're not going to get this job done otherwise um one of the things that They liked a lot like to do a lot in this movie. Did you notice how many times they had the group shots where they're all lined up like
1: when they show up at the house?
0: Right, where they it is, of, was
1: when they open up the door, they open
0: the door, and there's like six of them, and they're What all did you guys st- do?
1: Get, get like a group rate?
0: Yep, so they're all yeah. strategically positioned. Uh-huh. How many times in this movie did they do that? I didn't
1: really notice it other than that. Really? One. Yeah. I
0: noticed it so many times. They know they did it there uh, when they go to get the pinch. They slide open the door, and all five of them are like leaning okay. in such a way. Okay. Yeah. Um. There's the spot where. Right before that, Don Cheadle's character comes back and he's, like, covered in sewage or whatever. Mm-hmm. And he's explaining the problem. And the I ten guess. guys I guess. are standing around looking at him. And it's just, like, perfectly windowed. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's just, like, how many of these guys can we fit into frame? They never did any of the weird, like, forced perspective where one no. guy was really close and one was far away. But they did frame it a lot to demonstrate, look how many people we have in this group. <laughs> 11, I tell you. There's 11. Um, and then the one other thing I wrote down was, what did you think of Don Cheadle's accent?
1: Oh, we've talked about this before. So there's a YouTube series with, uh, what's his name? Eric Singer. Eric Singer. He is a dialect coach. Mm-hmm. And he uh, puts videos up on YouTube of... His most famous works are basically criticizing actors' portrayals of other oh, accents, critiquing. other than their, and and critiquing, critiquing actors' accents that they perform in in movies and TV.
0: Right? Are these good? Are these really good? Are these yeah. terrible? This
1: this is how hard this is for this particular person who is an American doing this kind of accent, or you know, an Australian doing a Southern American accent, or yep. or whatever.
0: And the so, nuances
1: thereof. Yeah. So. He actually picked this out as a bad example of mm-hmm. of a British accent. This
0: is a bad Cockney accent. Yeah. Basically, his his assessment of this is, did he just decide to do this the day before? Did right. someone tell him, you're going to do a Cockney accent, and he just sort of tried it?
1: Right. And it he I think he said, yeah, may, maybe he didn't put a lot of time in. Maybe his dialect coach wasn't on site all the time. Uh, maybe he just didn't have a lot of coaching, but yeah. And he's not in the movie a lot. He's in like three or four scenes. Right. And he doesn't have many lines. No,
0: there's so many guys on this crew. You don't need a lot of screen time for no. each of them. He's
1: the demo guy.
0: Who yeah. cares? Yeah. I don't think it's the worst accent I've ever heard. I don't think it's very good. Yeah. At the time when I first saw this, I honestly thought he was British because I was young and stupid. <laughs> and I had never seen Don Cheadle in anything before. This was yep. the first movie I saw him in.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. I don't know, Betsy. That's about all I had.
0: Yeah. So I think overall, um, this is probably to some extent a product of its time. Totally. Uh, like I, I said, it was a, a novel
1: a, thing for yeah. its time. You hadn't really seen too many like heist movies other than like Westerns from before. Right. Yep. you Yeah. Know? Train
0: robberies. Yeah. Yeah. This was kind of the revamping of the heist movie. The,
1: that genre.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yep. And like I said, it's got style. I think if this movie has anything, it's got some style. It does. It does. And you even notice like they were trying to figure out how do they get this m- money out of here Well, the big reveal is that they are the SWAT team. They intercepted the 911 call. They come in as the SWAT team, and they walk out with the money. Uh And, of course, having seen Inglorious Bastards, you're used to hearing Brad Pitt in this kind (laughs) of gravelly
1: (laughs) southern Tennessee, Tennessee, Kentucky accent. So
0: the the SWAT guy whose face you don't see is talking, and you immediately went, I know whose voice that is. I know that voice. (laughs) You know, and 20 years ago, maybe you wouldn't have picked up on it, but we've heard— We've heard his voice so frequently and yeah. in so many movies that it's hard to it's hard to get away with the twist now. When you're watching this movie now, yeah. it's a little easier to pick up the little things that you could have missed mm-hmm. back in those back when this was new. I know what
1: I'm looking for now.
0: Yeah, you're looking for it. Yeah. You didn't know there was something happening, but you're looking for it. Yeah,
1: I'm I'm trying, like, when the, the lights go out and the SWAT team is down there, I'm trying to put together, okay, well, what's going on here? Are they actually, oh, yeah, that's it. Oh, yeah, 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 I got yep, it. Yep, yep. <laughs> yep. And again, it's, again, back in 2001, this was a completely new kind of a genre film mm-hmm. that was highly successful.
0: Yeah. They
1: made two more movies and after that. And a remake. Yeah, and, and a reboot with a completely different cast. Yep. Yep. So
0: Yeah. So you obviously haven't seen the original no. Ocean's Eleven. That no. was a that was the the rat pack. That was yeah. Frank Sinatra, Dean Martin. Yeah. Um, Sammy
1: Davis
0: Jr. Sammy Davis Jr. Yeah. I've seen it once. It's very different from this movie, but it is also in Vegas. Yeah. And I don't even know if I finished it. I think it got very close to the end and then like the tape broke. That's how long ago I watched it (laughs) Uh or something happened. Um, But it's good. I think I might go back and even just watch it by myself. Having rewatched this this now. um, Different, different kind of cool group of guys. I think the whole thing is a cool group of guys doing cool guy stuff. Right. And Fast Five is a cool group of guys doing cool guy stuff. (laughs) And the Italian job is a cool group of guys and Seth Green.
1: (laughs) All right, that's where we're going to leave it.
0: (laughs) So, yeah, we're going to do a couple more of these offshoot films. Yeah. Again, kind of in the spirit of Fast and Furious, having something to do with kind of the genre they're playing with or the, the themes. Yep. Uh, just cause we've got a little time here before fast nine comes out.
1: Excuse me, Betsy. You mean nine nine?
0: (laughs) (laughs) F nine. Is it actually just called F nine? It is just
1: called F nine.
0: Okay. All right. Well, I'll just keep redoing the naming conventions as we proceed. Uh,
1: but yeah, if, uh, you, uh, you want to reach out to us, tell us what you thought about oceans 11 or any other movies that, uh, we maybe already have talked about.
0: Yeah. Should we watch Oceans Eight? Is it worth our time?
1: Yeah, we, we didn't we we totally missed Oceans Eight when yeah. it came out. I mean I wasn't really interested in it at the time, but you know, I might want to watch Oceans twelve and thirteen. Yeah. I mean they they did set up they kinda did set up that you know, what's-his-name is watching them still. Yeah. Like, the the, the the two security dudes were following him, and so...
0: He can't prove they did it, but uh-huh. he has heavy suspicions. Right,
1: he's trying to find something to slip him up, maybe.
0: Yep. But,
1: anyway. But, but yeah, if you want to reach out to us, uh, it is neverseenitpod at gmail.com. Or follow us on Twitter, neverseenit underscore pod. Or if you want to support us in any way... Click the link in the description of this podcast episode and throw us a few bucks if you want. But until next time, this has been Never Seen It. My name is Trent. I'm Betsy. We'll catch you next time.
0: Bye.